Welcome to the Vaughn Nelson Podcast. Today is the second quarter 2021 Vaughn Nelson Small Cap Value Recap Call. In the second quarter of 2021, the Vaughn Nelson Small Cap Value Strategy returned 7.62% gross, 7.36% net. And that is up against the Russell 2000 value at 4.56%, which brings the year-to-date total for Von Nelson small cap value to 21.78% gross and 21.2% net, again, versus the Russell 2000 value at 26.69%. With me today is Portfolio Manager Stephen Davis. And with that, Stephen, I will turn things over to you. All right. Thanks, Dan. Just to recap what we talked about last time in our small cap value uh, quarterly recap, the recovery in financial markets continued into early 2021 as momentum from the positive vaccine data and numerous stimulus measures passed. And the name of the game was was risk on as small caps outperformed the broader market S&P 500. We were about to lap the easiest comps in the last 30 plus years. So we said we'd have to stay close to the data, especially in the back half of 2021 to make sure key macro indicators reflected a durable outlook instead of simply realizing base effects and reverting to a world of no growth. We'd also talked about how we put substantial thought to how we would structure the portfolio for a post-COVID world, taking advantage of the dislocation in the market to invest in companies with secular opportunities beyond reopening and not chasing the three- and six-month trades, which seemed to be mean reverting over time. Today, the U.S. economy and world in general are still in a state of flux from a multitude of angles, but broadly, we're seeing industrial growth slowing across top global economies, with China leading the slowdown, followed by the U.S. and others. Inflationary pressures continue to increase globally, but while industrial metal prices, lumber, and soft commodities have rolled over, they are not important for inflation. The most important inflationary inputs are labor, oil, and home prices slash owner-equivalent rent which are still firming and are sticky. The Fed is likely behind the curve, but not like most assume. Post-reopening may require more stimulus to sustain asset prices and economic growth, but with sticky inflation and weak U.S. dollar, the Fed will have little policy room without a correction in asset prices or faltering economic growth. Employment should improve as enhanced COVID benefits expire. However, 1.2 million people have left the workforce as COVID shutdowns pulled forward retirements. We expect the second half of 2021 to be characterized by slowing economic growth and sticky inflationary pressures that should ease later in the year or early 2022. The liquidity support has peaked, so we expect more choppy sideways action out of the markets near term. When you put all these factors and outlooks together, we continue to reduce overall portfolio cyclicality with, without getting overly defensive. And we'll talk more about the portfolio in detail here in a bit. Switching to the market, equity market performance in the second quarter was positive across the board and essentially the reverse of the first quarter in terms of the leaders. Large caps beat mid caps, which beat small caps, which beat micro caps. The risk reward in some of the indices has essentially leveled off, and there isn't a whole lot of reopening and or material small cap catch-up trades remaining that we can see. The low-hanging fruit has been picked, so to speak. We overshot to the upside a bit in terms of price action in small cap indices in the quarter, which took a breather in the latter part of June with the Russell 2000 value down about 5% in the last three weeks of the quarter. 
we saw similar correcting moves for the 10-year Treasury following 30 basis points in the quarter, with, with most aggregate fixed income measures flat to up for the quarter. Some of the commodities continued their strong run, although we seem to be peaking in terms of price performance in the hard asset space as well. The risk on commodities materially beat the hedge plays like gold in the quarter. Some of the recent price action, along with our belief that markets are likely to trade sideways in the near term, with investors trying to get reads on China growth, the unemployment picture, inflation, rates, monetary actions that continue to get diluted the bigger the Fed's balance sheet gets, and the direction and ultimate utility of the U.S. dollar. Squaring off bets and booking profits seems to be the name of the game while investors get a handle on expectations and whether to make risk on or off bets from here. The mean stocks, the mean stocks in online retail trading had much, of, much less of an effect both in the market and on our relative performance this quarter, although the high short interest names did contribute positively to the index and was still a headwind for relative performance for us in the quarter. Hopefully, we're nearing the later endings of this phenomenon, and fundamentals and valuations will start to matter again, especially as investors digest the moves we've had in the past 12 months. As it relates to the portfolio, just a reminder of how we were positioning the portfolio early on this year, our goal was to have a cyclically exposed portfolio, albeit with a lower beta than the benchmark, and more exposure to the later stage recovery than the early cycle. In other words, if the cyclical move we were seeing was sustainable, we'd have a large catch-up phase for our portfolio cyclical holdings. And if growth slows or margins mean revert, the current market leadership that was leading will give back the gains while our cyclicals still maintain fundamental valuation support at current levels. Some of the later cycle names for us did recover materially in the quarter, and we had strong outperformance in some of our gaming and lottery-related names. Our chemical and material names were strong contributors to performance, and we had a commercial food service company acquired that materially contributed to the positive performance. Some of our underperformers for the quarter also happened to be cyclicals, the ones that had worked up to this point and had corrections during the quarter. We also had a few idiosyncratic events occur and a few names that led to some pullbacks that we hope to recoup before year-end as investors fully digest the events and better understand the forward implications. In the second quarter, we continued the push of keeping smart cyclicality with lower beta and adding in more undervalued earnings growth names that we believe should be core EPS compounders over time. And we also found some attractive names in the healthcare space that should help buffer portfolio downside. We were also able to find some higher quality names that fit our longer investment horizon philosophy and seem to be overlooked by investors. Uh, as given their hunting for the here now names to help keep up with the reopening trade. We were able to pick up especially insurer and a market-leading insurance broker, as well as some high-quality diagnostic healthcare and biotech companies, all at attractive valuations. We took the number of names up in the portfolio by starting smaller positions in starting, excuse me, starting smaller positions in names that they would quickly add to if the economy rolls over in the back half of this year. We'd rather be prepared well in advance of potentially bad economic data, unemployment that remains stubborn, or simply liquidity that may come out of the system and cause a major market hiccup and correction. I believe we're up to 66 names now in the portfolio, which for now shouldn't deviate much from that level. The characteristics remain similar to previous quarters in the portfolio, higher ROAs, less levered balance sheets, many companies we believe to have pricing power as well as greater than market EPS growth potential, and all at similar valuations to the index. 
We remain underweight to fixed income proxies, such as REITs and utilities. We remain underweight financials, mostly via regional banks. We remain overweight technology, industrials, and materials, but have a much different return profile of holdings in these buckets versus, versus the index. Similar to what we hold, we're going to continue to look for new companies with sustainable top and bottom lines, pricing power, consolidating industry structures, self-help opportunities, and strong balance sheets, all at good valuations. We're still finding many bottom ideas with company-specific attributes and catalysts at reasonable valuations. We're not sacrificing on our 50% return objective over a three-year period. To sum up, it seems the reopening euphoria has begun to fade, and later in the summer, the market will begin looking into 2022, which is likely to trigger a rotation into those companies that have right-sized their organization over the past year and positioned themselves to grow earnings well into the future. We have concentrated the portfolio in such names and are confident they will be rewarded and will be closely watching the data moving forward from here. With that, Dan, I'll turn it back to you. Well, thank you, Stephen, and congratulations on a, on a strong second quarter here in 2021. Um, and continue the good work, and we look forward to speaking again with you at the end of the uh, third quarter. So good luck and talk soon. Thank you. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast or any podcast in the series does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.